T A A T for B Hey, you're listening to That Boy Band, Episode 8 with Joshua Perry. This is a young man. Just buckle up, especially if you're driving, and let's get to it. Hello, we're here live. We are at the basement of a IUPUI Campus Center. Uh, it's finals week. We didn't know that. Just we're alumni. That's right. But everything's locked down except for the campus center. Um, so we're sitting at a single table, two dudes puddled around. We're just bros. We're just bros. Yeah, we're not, you know, absolutely. anyway. Yeah. But uh, we have a very special guest. We have a former teammate of mine from the Indianapolis Colts, former Ohio State Buckeye, current Big Ten personality. We got Joshua Perry on the show. Josh, what's up? Going on. Pleasure being on here. Looking forward to uh, some of the antics. I know how you guys get. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast, bro. We don't ask yeah, stuff man. like that. The only thing we're getting is bad. That's right. Bro, that hotel room's kind of hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That bed looks damn nice, bro. This is a, an older building. It's like a hundred years old. Um, so it's it's nice. It's not my speed. There's a spot I used to stay at last year called the Conrad, and it was like super modern. Really enjoyed it. So you know, this is a little bit slower moving. It's for the old people, but I can't complain because it's a free hotel room. There you go. The best. Are, are you downtown Indy right now for the game? What was that? Are you downtown Indy right now for the game? No, I'm in Chicago. We're doing everything from the studio this year because hashtag social distancing. Absolutely. So what is that? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to break. Anyway, what uh, what has that been like uh, working in a, as a news reporter with the COVID? Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Like our our setup changed dramatically. Obviously, like we didn't get started on time, and we had to figure all of that out. And then we weren't even sure we would be sure we'd be able to do studio shows to start. But um, they ended up decreasing the amount of people that were allowed in our main studio. So I've been on uh, the shows in like this completely different room in a side studio somewhere. Um, so we've been doing live shows for personalities on the desk, but we're all kind of in separate areas. Mm. There's two people at the main desk. There's somebody in a side set and I'm all the way out in Siberia because I'm the new kid on the block. Uh, so that's been an adjustment, been getting used to it, but I'm just glad that we were able to get back at it. I love doing my job. It's I got a fun job, so yeah. um, I'm just I'm just glad that they they brought my ass back in this year. <laughs> what uh, it's interesting. Now I was watching this video the other day. I think so today. Today's the 17th. So yesterday on Twitter, I saw a video of like Tom Hanks or an audio video, audio video, audio of Tom Hanks yelling at his crew team because like I oh, think Tom Cruise, bro. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was yelling at his team. Just two guys were like two feet away and not six feet away. He was he was just cursing them out, just dropping them. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone and anyone on this crew does it that's it and you too and you too and you don't you ever do it again has there been instances like that with the big 10 network nobody's been getting cursed out but we got some some pretty stringent protocols they uh you know they they've made it pretty easy for us so they've got a lot of people doing the work from home thing so it's easy to navigate uh without really bumping anybody uh, and I mean, the expectations are pretty clear. The one thing that's kind of difficult is you like to watch the games with the other personality so you can kind of develop the storyline. So we've had to be really careful in making sure that we're keeping our distance there. But, um, you know, they <laughs> like everything's changed. Like last year, they used to bring food and it would be buffet style. So you would oh. like down the line and, you know, you'd make your little salad and you get your chicken wings, or your slice of pizza or whatever. And now everything's nice and individually packaged. 
Um, but they bring us Chick-fil-A more, which is a good thing. There you go. Chick-fil-A's got the to-go box meal ready, locked and loaded compared to some of these other places. So oh. Chick-fil-A involved, you I'm in that. Cannot beat that. And you know, it's crazy, man. Actually, when, as soon as we walked in the studio here tonight, uh, they were handing us food. They were handing us box lunches. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I just got done eating dinner. But it was really cool. They had it all prepared. And what, they have Panda ready to go oh, for us? Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. IUPUI had it stacked up, ready to go. I saw and, a rat laying in the corner. Just Yeah, yeah. But that was just extra protein. So, um, yeah, bro, it sounds pretty similar. So, yeah. No, the, uh, the extra Taking protein. Care, guys, that's for sure. Is it like sa- sandwich or nuggets? Uh, we're, we're sandwiches and I prefer the sandwich. Um, now, you know, I'm bougie. So I like to extra pickles and, you know, I need the mayo and all the other stuff. So it comes with what it comes with. I don't complain about it. They don't do the fries because the fries don't travel well, but they have a nice bag of chips and it's waffle chips. So those are really good. They throw the cookie in there. And at the beginning of the year, they were putting in a nice little fruit cup and I actually enjoyed the little fruit salad. And then they stopped putting the fruit salad in. So um, had to file a grievance there with the union Absolutely. to make sure I can get my fruit salad back. Absolutely. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, man. Throwback. That's some shit. Get that back ASAP. I was going to ask this later, but since we're on the food topic, uh, I was going to ask Josh about his our top five chicken tender of all times. I hear you're a big chicken tender, guys. It's true. Yeah, I like a chicken tender. I'm going I'm to keep it real simple for you guys. Um, right. Zaxby's is just okay oh wow chains all the way is that the place coming to lafayette that's yeah raisin raisin chains come to lafayette here soon okay raisin canes is the bomb chick-fil-a did a little chicken tender they're okay i prefer a nugget if i'm doing the chick-fil-a thing but Uh, i mean they 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 figured the chicken out what they do so nothing there is bad but uh if if it comes down to my number one spot I like Raising Cane's menu's real simple. All they do is is tenders, fries, coleslaw, and toast. And then I get a nice high C with it. Gotta go with the high C. A lot of people like the lemonade, sweet tea. Sweet tea probably after the high C for me. Then a Coke Zero. If I'm feeling, you know, something a little bit different, I want the fizz, but that's how I go with it. And then they got the sauces. So you gotta get the cane sauce. It's like their signature deal. And then uh, I like to order a honey mustard. I get the hot sauce as well, and then ketchup for the fries. Dude, I love your passion for food. This dude's got it. This is down. incredible. Like he's just yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm big boy, man. I, all I used to do was eat, and then I stopped playing. I kept eating. So well, you that, know, it's absolutely. Now it's the sport for me is eating, not not playing ball anymore. Eating's a sport now. <laughs> it's a competitive, yeah. yeah, competitive drive. You gotta keep eating. You and can't just stop. They got you doing that analysis, man. They gotta hook you up with the meals at the at the studio, like you said. Maybe even two box lunches, you know. Well, here's here's the thing, man. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in the city at home, I got the plug on the raising canes. So I've got like two hundred dollar gift cards that came from whoever's running the raising canes out there. They just sent them to your boy. So uh, I, I say nice things because I mean them, but they definitely reward me as well. Hell wow. Yeah. All right. So you got, you got that badge. So I'm going to deal with you. If I come to Columbus, we'll just raising chains on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you come to Indy, I'm taking you to a place called Oh Charlie's. That oh, is man. the best chicken tender place in the world. So I'm telling you. Charlie's like the little sit down restaurant. Yeah. With the rolls. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, with the rolls. It's like a, yeah. a, a little bougier version of like Applebee's. I, I mess with Oh Charlie's. Um, my fiance refuses to eat there. 
And so wow. I've found myself on a lunch hour numerous times posted up at O'Charlie's by myself. Oh yeah. Drinking tenders and drinking a Bloody Mary. Oh dude. Yeah. I used, I used to work there. I was like five years old. When I tried it. It's, it's incredible. You know, a nine, nine, nine for six piece and fries and bread. I've always known it for the rolls, bro. Rolls are great I too. Mean, yeah. I, yeah. The rolls are fantastic. How, uh, I've never had a Bloody Mary. Pretty good. I need to try one of those. So I'm a, I'm a fan. A lot of people, it's, I think of a, a matter of taste. So I like, salt and so you know that can be one that can be a nice salty cocktail that's why i like um dirty martinis because it's got the olive brine in there and there's a obviously a common thread there is i like my martinis with vodka the bloody mary vodka and then when you're when you're bougie like your boy your boy a nice a nice brunch you know when this was in the days before social distancing and the restaurants being down but you know you'd put on uh, a nice polo, maybe if it's a little bit cooler weather, a quarter zip with the collared shirt underneath. You put your jeans, cuff the jeans, put a, a pair of dress boots on with the jeans, and then you pull up to brunch at a nice little bougie spot known for good food and cocktails, and you order a Bloody Mary. Now, the Bloody Mary doesn't just come out with the drink, you know, tomato sauce, and you put a little Worcestershire, and, and then you the whatever in there, you shake it up, and you serve it. It's not how they do it. They put bacon on it and they put damn cheese cubes and they put, you know, pepperoni and all kind of different shit. It's about the garnish that comes with it more than it is a drink. So if you're gonna do a Bloody Mary, you gotta go to like the bougiest brunch spot in the city and order one there and that'll be an experience. Wow. This guy's got it fucking laid out. I got, okay, you know that show Guy, uh, Guy Fieri. Um, yes. Ooh. I got diamonds and dives. Yeah, got it right. Not I got like that. You threw a little English. I got a show for you, Josh Pieri. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> hey, somebody go and sell that to one I of the like networks that. because I'll tear that shit up. Big Ten Network, get you on right now. Food show. These have a little food show for the Big Ten games, but that's the new yeah. one right there. It's Josh Pieri. And we need to bring campus eats back. I'll be the host. You, and- dude. I'll run up in there and eat free meals from all the nice little campus spots. Get to take a tour around Big Ten country. Let everybody know what's up. This is my next goal. Besides, this is my virginity. This is my next goal in life to happen. We're going to make it happen. Bro, yeah. someday, someday if you guys ever have like a game day at IUPUI, hit us up. We'll get you the good spots. <laughs> so I'm going to have to make a, a trip through there now. This is So here, here's the worst thing. Border state. So I've driven through Indiana multiple times. Obviously, when I was playing for the Colts, my, my trip country. would be straight across 70 either way. And that's not, it's not the worst trip ever. It's not the most exciting trip, but no. it's a straight shot from Columbus to Indianapolis. But then when you start going to West Lafayette and then when you start going to Bloomington, oh my gosh, it is terrible. If you take, if you go from Columbus to Chicago and you decide instead of going through Van Wert, Ohio, and then all the way, you know, like the, the whatever, it's terrible. That part of them, Indiana's terrible going that way too. But if you go past yes, Indianapolis and then go to Chicago, most boring drive ever. Like the most fun you have on that drive is watching the little damn the, wind the turbines. Windows. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, it's really cool. Those things are producing energy. I'm not going to see anything else for three more hours. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Oh, dude, you would love Carmel. We're all about roundabouts up here in the upper side. Of so, so in 
Central Ohio, that's like the, the new flavor of the month. All of the suburbs are full of roundabouts. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan because I, it's not that I dislike traffic because I like to drive and I like taking maybe even the long way to get somewhere. Um, but it's, and so it's fine, right? It alleviates the traffic, whatever. It's the people that stop when they're not supposed to stop that do it for me. To hell with them. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big road rage guy, but if there's one thing that gets my damn ass chapped, it is people stopping in the roundabouts when they're not supposed to. The roundabouts were- Oh, it's terrible. For ease of traffic and for safety. I don't know if you guys know this. There's a history of roundabouts, listen to it on a podcast, but the reason they exist is because it's supposed to ease the flow of traffic and they're supposed to be safer except for when idiots stop when they're not supposed to. Then they become like the most dangerous thing on the road. It's wild. I could have said it better. It, it, this is a topic that is not that discussed about enough, and it's a, it's a safety hazard, really. It is. I mean, when, when you have this – is, this is what happens. When you leave idiots up to their own devices, they ruin all the good things. And so roundabouts were made to be a good thing. I can appreciate that. I understand why they're here. And I'm, I am a supporter, but we should have mandatory roundabout education once a year for idiots. Dude, I don't even know. Honestly, like when I was going through driver's ed, I don't even remember learning about roundabouts. No, I don't think I did either. I, got my I don't think I learned anything in driver's ed. <laughs> Straight up. Cheap park. Yeah. Cheap parallel park. Kind of. All right. You're good. Basically. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, man, that red thing, like that means don't drive. That, that's basically it. It's amazing how people can just get away with license and the degrees and everything. So let me let me give you this. This is actually a true story. My uh, fiance's younger brother turned 16 in September. He took his driver's test on Tuesday of this week. So, um, you know, what was that? The, the 15th. He took his driver's test of December and um, came out, got his license. He's very excited. So I asked him, uh, how was it? Like, you know, you feel prepared and everything. And he was like, yeah, it was cool. And then he said, nobody got in the car with me, though. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? He's like, well, COVID, you have to social distance and everything. So how the hell did you do your driver's test? He was like, oh, they just, they watched me. I'm like, so would you drive around the parking lot like twice? And they said, okay, he knows how to make a left turn to parking lot. Let's give this kid a freaking license. Wow. Oh, my God. Stuck a GoPro on the top of the car. <laughs> real. <laughs> They, hey, were, they, were, they were doing like us. They were on Zooms. He put his damn yeah. phone in one of those little things that the Uber drivers stick on the dashboard. Oh, my God. Zoom on. And then the person was sitting in the parking lot, posted up just like this, watching it. I don't know. I, I'm making that up. But I, that very may well have been what happened. I don't know. That's incredible. Holy cow. <laughs> you imagine little kids in your, in your elementary parking lot just driving around like, what are they doing? I was doing our license. Just, just driving, just driving, just practicing, doing some reps in for the big yeah, day tomorrow. That's terrifying. That's very terrifying. Yep. From here on out, oh, take so the bus. Year of our Lord, twenty twenty. It's been very terrifying in a lot of ways. Swear yeah, to God. That's for sure, man. That's for sure. For uh, wow. So yeah, for those who don't know, Josh and I, we were teammates from the Indianapolis Colts. I believe the 2016, 2017 season. I think. Twenty seventeen. Seasons fly by when you're in the NFL. You feel me? 
Show do. That was a unique year. Um, I was with the San Diego LA Chargers the season before. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching, we went four and twelve. This is a theme in my career. We went four and twelve. Coaching staff got fired. Um, new coaching staff comes in. They cut my bitch ass. Was not a surprise. And this was a part that really just it really just ripped my heart out was I, I came to OTAs that spring and had a new linebacker coach and we're going through all this stuff. We're doing the workouts like typical. And then we get to go on our little like six week break before training camp starts. And so they give you a, a letter that you have to sign that tells you what weight to, to come back to training camp at. I was 253 pounds. They, I weighed in every day I came into the facility. So they knew I was 253 pounds. They gave me a letter that said I needed to come back to training camp at 235 pounds or else I was going to get fined 600 pounds or $600 per pound per day I was overweight. And that was the first sign I knew that they were trying to cut me because that's damn near impossible. I ate vegetables and drank broth for six weeks. I worked out for like four to five hours a day. No exaggeration. I lost the weight and they still cut me. Fuck. All right. So you got, did you feel like you got weaker? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It, I mean, it was it was not an ideal situation. It's something I would never want to do again. Uh, but I was, you know, trying to do what I had to do to make sure I could put myself in the best position anyway. Yeah. Um, got cut. Colt signed me, uh, and I'm talking to my outside linebackers coach, and he's like, "Yeah, um, we want you up to 260. That's what we see you playing here." I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's easier to put the weight on. So that wasn't an issue, but went through the year. I enjoyed it. That was the most fun that I had in the league. Um, the locker room in San Diego was uh, very different. It was a very veteran locker room. There were a lot of established guys. They they really weren't that welcoming to younger players. They all kind of had their cliques. When I was in Indy, I feel like it was a very receptive locker room. Ton of fun guys. Everybody was cool as hell. I love the coaching staff there. Like Chuck, uh, even the lack of success that he had, I really did like Chuck um, because I always felt like he kept it real. Um, oh, 100%. His brother, his brother, John Pagano, is uh, the opposite. He does not keep it real. Um, Chuck did a really good job of being straight up with us. Um, and so I'll finish this out and we can kind of get into the nitty gritty. So we go 4-12 and 12 with the Colts. The coaching staff gets fired, new staff comes in, and then they cut my bitch ass. That was the literal story of my career was come in, go four and 12, staff gets fired, new staff comes in, cut my ass, go to the next team, four and 12, fire the staff, new staff comes in, cut my ass. Happened two years in a row. This ain't Ohio State, baby. It's a whole new league. (laughs) (laughs) It was real different, bro. What uh? This is go back to the Colts. I'm sure uh, Chuck Pagano is like, hey, 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 Josh, how you doing? It's good to see you. Oh, Josh, yeah, that, that you look great. Hey, gosh, uh, you know, I just want you want some meatballs, put some weight up. I got some meatballs it. for you. That was it, and it, it, it was the most genuine thing. Like, he was, no, he was a phenomenal dude. Obviously, he's having great success, but he was one of the nicest people, one of the most hearted people you ever meet in the yeah. coaching staff. Now, I'll ask you this too: Was a uh, I'll tell you about it after. Was Dripson cool with you? So I came in with Ballard. So oh, that's right, it was Ballard. Yeah. And so okay. I don't, I've, I've I've heard stories. So Dredson, he he was an asshole. I mean, so he, he was cool to me though. He thought I was a major wish kid, so he was cool with me. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I seen him be a complete douchebag to like 
everyone. He, he was a douchebag of the mattress. He was a douchebag. Just everyone but Andrew Luck and T.Y. pretty much. Well, yeah. Well, it's hard to be a douchebag to Andrew Luck, though. Oh, Andrew's the best, man. He's like, hey, how's it going? What's up? Hey, nice to meet you. I, I remember my first day after I got signed. You know, I guess like Ballard must have been sending him the damn transactions or something because I'm sitting in the locker room. He's like, oh, hey, Josh, what's up? So it's really nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome. Uh, you're looking forward to having a good year. You know, like just, <laughs> just the nicest guy you could ever meet. It was awesome. He's so nice. <laughs> That's that a great so impression. Good, yeah. That's like, uh, yeah, you and Joey Molinero control the impressions. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to meet Joey. He oh, is, for sure. He is one of my favorites. Like I, I love a good impression impersonation, and he's got them down. It is awesome. Dude, yeah, him, Ben Polizzi, they're like the the best duo of the year besides Jack Harlow and Tyler Hero. Damn near. <laughs> Tyler Hero, Jack Harlow. See, I'm not on the Harlow. See, my lamp went out. Told you this old ass hotel man. Oh, there oh, it is. There it is. There we go. Got my lights Give a little wiggle. I'm, I'm too dark to be sitting out here with no lamp on. Eh, one hundred. I said it, not you guys. It's fine. Thank you, thank you. I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so support for that boy Ben is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, fellas, hear me out. I can't tell you how many times I have shaven my nutsack, my afro, the whole thing downstairs, and I either have the fear of cutting off some skin, or we got a dead battery. It just gives out in five minutes. This is why Manscaped has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever, ever created, and it just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium, no gas. But this shit is gas. The battery on the lawnmower 3.0 it lasts up to 90 minutes. That's 90 minutes longer than I last in bed. The waterproof technology allows you to shower and shave at the same time. Two birds with one stone. Manscaped has also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with a quiet stroke technology. That's right, girls. Quiet stroke. I know y'all love that. So, if you're listening to me speak right now, which I know you are, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code BENT at manscaped.com. Make your testies your besties. Your balls will thank you later. Josh, my man, what are the thoughts on the Buckeyes making the Big Ten Championship game, reducing the game requirement, and bumping out the Hoosiers? Here in so, Indiana, got a lot of passionate Hoosier fans. Yeah. Um, I've had thoughts about this for a little while. So my initial thought process when the conversation first popped up about dropping this, um, the games required rule was that it was the dumbest rule that they could have come up with because I think it was a predictable outcome given the, the protocols that were in place and just how the virus spreads on college campuses that teams would miss games and probably more than just a game. And that was evident after the first, not even the first weekend of, of games was complete. Wisconsin played on a Friday. Everybody else played on a Saturday. And I'm driving back that Sunday and they're talking about Graham Mertz being out and Paul Christ, Wisconsin's head coach, being out because of COVID. That was after they played the first game. And so when, when that kind of shit happens that early on, it's probably time to revisit and say, okay, if this is how we're starting, it's probably not going to end very well. So it should have never been a rule in the first place. But my initial thought process was since they built the rule, the rule should remain. 
because you should be subjected to your own stupidity. And it wasn't even Kevin Warren, who everybody's been killing. It was the coaches and the ADs who made this rule, right? So they did it to them damn selves. So they should have had to deal with it. But then we got to the nitty gritty and Ohio State had the head to head victory. And then Ohio State would have only had to kick off against Michigan and could have lost the game and still would have represented the East in the conference championship. And that's when I said, all right, we have to get rid of the rule just based on semantics alone. You have the head to head, which shows that they were the best team in the East. But then if Ohio State even just schedules a game, doesn't have to win, they would make it. I'm like, all right. But I, I think that was, there were a lot of things that people can say went wrong. Um, I've got my own personal feelings about trying to play football during a global pandemic and, and all of the different things that could be a result. Now you're starting to see teams that don't want to take their bowl bids because it's, it was a very difficult season and guys were getting sick and they couldn't see their families and like all these different things that are just atypical. And so it was difficult enough. Um, but to add that rule on top of all the things that just kind of didn't happen well for the Big Ten, I just, I, I couldn't understand it. So to answer your question simply, um, stupid ass rule should have never been a thing to begin with. Ohio State definitely deserves to be in the Big Ten championship game. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Well thought out. Very well, well articulated. Yeah. The Harvard education. That's right. Man. I got a whole newfound respect. I mean, you have to. Yeah. We're, I, we're school I, first, I football what, second. Yeah. How, uh, I always tell, wow, I, I, I always tell people if I didn't go to IEPUI, I would have been at Ohio State, like LeBron, you know? Yeah, like LeBron. That's after, after hearing Josh talk, I wouldn't, I don't think you would have gotten in. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did, well. as, as my boy Austin told you oh, what, I, what his so, degree's in? I would have been a water boy scholarship. I would have had walked on there. He'd been, sure. He's been on the all water boy team. They'd have been yeah, coaches he and media. He'd have been a unanimous selection. Yeah. Maybe so they would have felt bad for you. Did, have you yeah, told Josh where your degree's in? Uh, <clears throat> online general studies. The few of the proud. Oh, general <laughs> studies. You would fit in at Michigan. All right, so follow Josh That's Perry the best thing on his on his new show, the Josh Perry Show, available on Apple and Spotify. Um, I just got, it, I can't come back from that. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, that is beautiful. That nothing better could have been said. I'm hurt. I feel like it. Wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he had it in Michigan. He says <laughs> the Michigan bent wings. Wow. You're um. You see, you got your you got fiance. When are you getting married? Um, well, it's like postponed now COVID. Yeah. So yeah. we, we were supposed to in March, but, yeah. um, oh, damn. we had, and I'll, I'll dive into this because I think it's a shame what's happening to some people, but we had the foresight to realize that we probably weren't going to be out of this thing as quickly as some people anticipated. So, um, it was, and this is wild. So we got engaged on, um, on leap day. And then a couple of weeks later, we go to check out the wedding venue. We sign the contract on it. They're like, um, if you cancel the venue and we can rebook your date, we'll give you back 90% of your deposit. I'm like, that sounds great. Um, had no idea. Like two days later, Ohio goes on, you know, lockdown or whatever. I'm like, yeah. So we called pretty much like maybe a month into lockdown because we're like, man, if it's taking a month for us to get back to life, like this shit ain't going happen as quickly as people think and we we said we wanted our money back and they gave us the run around a little bit and then finally gave us 90 percent of our money back which i was totally cool with um we haven't rebooked the date yet but these wedding venues some of them it's there i already think that the wedding industry is a racket 
I think that they are preying on young ladies who have watched Disney princess movies their whole life and have this vision of what their, their wedding day is supposed to be. And then, you know, Bravo TV with Bridezilla or, you know, TLC with uh, Four Weddings or whatever the hell, all those different shows, it became an industry instead of really a, a, a service and in, 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 an event for, for people to celebrate love. All that to say that there was one wedding venue in Columbus that went under financially, didn't give anybody any of their money back, which is a shame. Uh, my older brother was supposed to get married in June of 21. He lives out in California. His wedding venue basically uh, took all of their deposit, said they're not giving it back. And then they said, you guys can have the ceremony here, but we can't host the reception, which is the most important part. So they're, they're completely out of luck. Um, and their story is not unique. There are a lot of people who have planned and they've paid deposits for photographers and they've ordered flowers and they've done different stuff and they can't get their money back. And so now what was supposed to be a dream has turned into a nightmare for a lot of people. Me and Madison were a lot smarter than that. We saw this bullshit coming, so we dodged it. But a lot of people couldn't because they're wrapped up in the emotion and they want to have this very special day and now they're screwed. Um, and to say- Education. That's that. Oh, H. School first, football. I've been telling you, school first. Right. I, I would, look, I played school, damn it. <laughs> I played class. You're an athlete um, student, not a student athlete. That's right. Exactly. But, um, and, and I'll, I'll wrap it up on this, is I, I know how much some of my friends have spent on weddings. I know how much we were prepared to spend. Um, and like the amount of money that these people are out is ridiculous. But overall, I don't think that it should cost anybody you know, 20, 30, 40, some people spend 50, $100,000 to celebrate love. Like, I don't know why flowers cost more for a wedding. I don't know why a cake is more expensive. I don't know why a tuxedo rental for a wedding is more expensive for than a tuxedo rental for a fucking prom. It doesn't make any sense to me. Preach it, man. Uh, yeah. and, and so that's, and we, gotta, we got some issues out here. We got roundabouts with dumb people driving through them. That's a problem. The wedding industry, we got to take it down. And then we got to figure out what the hell is going on with these chicken tenders. Ah, that I spot on. I tell you what, bullseyes. Yeah, we're gonna have schedule. We're gonna have schedule a meeting to discuss these problems. Yeah, we are. Away. Absolutely. A year from now, we're gonna try and come back so we can fix all these bullshit problems and see if we can fix twenty twenty one the right way. It'll be a new year yes. with the same shit. On me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll one of our order we'll to our last two segments. Uh, this one right here, uh, boys and girls, just gonna turn. We're gonna get good answers out of this. We're gonna turn it down a little bit here. Uh, it's called mating with mantis. Man, Josh Perry is about to get married here eventually, but he knows a thing or two about, you know, getting inside of food and finding the right girl. Me, on the other hand, I, when it comes to girls, fuck, I wish, you know, I wish I could fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask our guests, uh, what's one piece of advice you would give me to, like, you know, find the right girl or, like, just whatever it may be? Ah, man, I'm not. I've made out with three girls in my life, three, just saying. Yep, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this one but you gotta stay off the clubs, you gotta stay off social media, and you gotta stay off the apps. It's not where you're gonna find them. Huh. What you need to do is you need to find you a nice little wholesome young lady, you know, as you're walking through the grocery store, the organic section, great place to find them. If you're, you know, a girl who is drinking maybe a, a Wulong tea, you know, in that section of the store, because these are where you're gonna find the ladies who are very easygoing, who have their priorities about them. 
right? Not to generalize the club crowd because everybody likes to have fun. You don't want to get mixed up in that. You're ready to settle down, man. You're ready. You're ready for somebody who you wake up in the morning and she got the tea kettle on the stove. You can hear it whistling, water's boiling. You got, you know, a little breakfast over here that you're cooking because you all share the duties because that's what a responsible couple does. And then you sit back, you drink your tea, you eat your biscuits, and you have a good day. Wow. You sure you didn't go to Harvard? Yeah, well, you know, this is, they call it the Harvard of the Midwest, old Ohio State. When I'm watching the game Saturday, I'm just going to like, I'm going to be seeing like Ohio State on the field, but in reality, I'm going to be thinking it's Harvard out there. That, that's exactly what it is. Wow. What a right. I'm, I'm, I think it makes sense. I've been going to Walmart to try and find some bitches, but I think now you go to Whole Foods and take a leap. What was it? Oh, Magic City? Oh, you know what? I went to Magic yeah, City. You got to go to the suburban Kroger or that Giant Eagle. In Carmel? Oh yes. Yeah, that's where you got to check out. Giant noodles. Yeah, the market dish. Smoothie King. Smoothie After King. After workout, yeah. They love Panera Bread. Up. They love Panera Bread too. Yeah, Panera Bread is a it's a it's a spot. I would stay away from the Starbucks crowd. It's getting a little bit too crowded in there. That's not even worth it, man. Yeah. I mean, Barnes and Noble. Oh, you know, walking through there, there you bump into somebody trying to, trying to find a nice. I was there today. Board yeah. game. You, you want to find a lady who plays board games. Barnes & Noble has a great selection of board games. It means she's a, a homebody who still likes to have fun. Yep. Ain't nothing going to turn her, turn her on more than a game of Monopoly, bro. That's right. Yahtzee? Come on now. <laughs> How'd you do that? Like, like that? Or <laughs> Yahtzee, that's how you play the game. You got to, with the, right? Absolutely, we just got to it on the screen. Yeah, no, that, was, that was beautiful form. Excellent. This guy was an athlete or something. Oh, I swear. <laughs> well, that was a, no, that was a really good uh, – I will try out going to, fantastic. like, Giant Needle, Whole Foods, all these little areas. I might – maybe I drop – maybe I drop my phone and accidentally bump my cart into their legs and tear their ACL, and then, oh, I oh, let, me, let me pay no, for your no, hospital. No. And, uh, Too aggressive. Too aggressive. <laughs> Just bend over. Damn, that boy Too got a dance. Yeah, man. We'll see. But, uh, okay, we'll, we'll end with our last question here. This is – this is the hardest question you probably ever asked in your life, but – um. We asked everybody, what does bent mean to you? Oh, Jesus, what does bent mean to me? Well, now how am I going to answer? Is this more, is this a philosophical question about what do I feel is the meaning of life? Or is this one of those, you know, the Well, other... I got to be honest, man. Everything, every question we've asked you related to food somehow. So I'd be so impressed if you could twist this into like a, a meal or something. All right, let me, let me give you my best shot here. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're here. Bent. What kind of food? Like when you, when you saw, like when you Absolute. saw me. Pretzel. Okay. So, so here we go. Pretzel? Bent, you know, roll yeah, up, up your pretz. Some things all twisted and turned up. <laughs> Love a damn pretzel. Hot pretzel. Fantastic. Gotta be fresh though. Spray it down. A little bit of water. Hello? Nice amount of salt on it. Packet of mustard. Mustard is also necessary when you're eating pretzels out the bag. I am a pretzel stick, then the kind of traditional pretzel, then the pretzel rod. I don't like the nuggets. And the nuggets aren't bent, so that makes perfect sense. All right, so what bent means to Josh is a nice, warm, soft pretzel. Twisted, twisted and turns. Or, or even That's a regular pretzel. Mustard over cheese. Was that mustard over cheese? Yeah, mustard over cheese. I've never had mustard with a pretzel. I'm gonna try that now. Man. Are you serious? Just, just like straight, like yellow straight mustard, straight. like French's. Yeah. 
Really? Hey, I'm I'm shouting out a lot of different companies right now. So I mean, yeah. we need to pick up some sponsorship over here because we're we're giving a little bit of free pub. And and you got the business mind, so whenever you, you got suggestions, shoot them our it's way. That Harvard education. It really is. Yeah. yeah. O H. I O. There it is. Simultaneously. Well, my guy, thank you for joining us. This is really nice seeing you again. No, it's always good, man. I appreciate you thank having you. me around. Anytime yeah. you want me and I'm available, you got me. Oh, I always, Josh, I always want you, bro. Don't do it. Oh, just, wow. <laughs> right. And just like that, I don't feel uncomfortable sitting next to you. All right, y'all. That boy bet. Thanks, Josh. All right, let me hit stop recording on this. I don't know what, I don't know what. Hey, is that boy bet?